0: The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to The Roaring Peacock Podcast. This is the match review of... Marcelo B, also two. Um, Paul Heckingbottom. His name is Paul, isn't it? I've tried to forget everything about him. Paul Heckingbottom, one. There we go. Um, (laughs) So, uh, my name's Adonis, and you know me as that, at The Adelites on Twitter. It's a very good hello from me. Joining us to discuss the game is Barney, at Barney underscore, 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 21.
1: Now the mate, you all right?
0: (laughs) Very good. Thank you, my man. Um, I hope you're well with all your underscores there i am i am i've tried to get on top (laughs) of your underscores (laughs) and it's the stat man at LUFC stats andrew dawson good
2: morning thank you for having me on for looking back at a yorkshire derby victory at Allen round
0: yes indeed it was a uh victory could have been less uh clench what how do you say it what's that uh, it word? Was,
2: uh i think it could have been easier shall we say rather that's than safe. sort of a bit tricky towards the back end of the game
0: clench that's it could have been less clenchy yes that victory um <laughs> from about the 45th minute or i think there was five <laughs> minutes extra stoppage time in that first half so whenever they scored anyway, I was clinching yes. for the rest of yeah. it. Okay, so first thoughts then. Um, should we start off with you, Stats? You look like you're r- rocking and raring to go. <laughs> I am. Uh, do, do you
2: know what? I think a lot of us are probably too overconfident that we thought we'd been four, five, six. now. Mm. You're coming against a a Sheffield United side that have literally got nothing to lose. They know they're going down. Obviously, Chris Wilde had got boo. Paul the Paul Heckenbottom, the former lease head coach, had, had uh, taken over. You thought after Harrison had scored early on in, in the first half, it might be a bit of an avalanche. But I, I just saw it was one of those games that... Yeah, it could have gone away from Leeds at one all, but they just about, for me, did enough to win the game. They could have actually had more goals. I know Harrison missed a couple uh, and Dallas missed one in the second half. But the one big incident for me, and I know it's been referred to on social media, is how George Baldock didn't at least see a yellow card uh, for, for that challenge because it was, to me, an absolute disgrace. And how VAR have seen it and just carried on with it, uh, I don't think I'll ever know.
0: Yeah, he was, was a real handful for them, wasn't he? Uh, been on. sitting on that joke for hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barney, first thoughts?
1: Um, it was just one of those games where it just got a little bit scrappy in areas. We played some really good football, um, but it was we, we were very patchy and the final third wasn't great either. I thought Rathenia was good in parts, but went missing in parts as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, Bamford came off because he just think he wasn't getting anything yesterday at all. He wasn't getting anything in that game.
0: Yeah, I felt really felt for Paddy because he was always mm. looking to try and make something happen. He was dropping back. He was he was mm. collecting the ball and playing it on and, and trying to get the team moving and. I thought he was actually very unlucky to to be pulled off, but I mean Marcel had said that it was it had something to do with him mm. not being um, fully fit yet. So there's always that that it could be okay. Um, so funny moment then, and I guess you've touched on it already, stats. So we'll get Barney's impression of this: the um, the, the studs up challenge by Baldock that um, somehow ended up with him concussed. Uh, Mm. But an incredible mid-air pirouette from Roberts. It was sort of like the Fotherby flop, wasn't it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Landed on his neck. Could have looked very dangerous and and not even a yellow card, apparently.
1: Yeah, it looked really dangerous to me because it was actually two-footed and he was off the floor as well, Baldock. Mm. And when he went in, Roberts he knew he was going to get clattered, so he managed to nick the ball away. But as soon as he got clattered, uh, Baldock hit his head onto the grass. So the grass actually helps us this time round for the first time round. Um, but when Roberts went over, he actually went over onto his neck as well. Yeah, it yeah. looked quite nasty. But yeah. all Roberts did was just like sort his socks out and stand back up again. Yeah, so he, he was lucky, but it could have been really, really nasty for both players to be honest. And the fact that. The ref did not do anything about it. It's, it's a little bit worrying because stuff like that. And Alan Shearer was right in the in the um, commentary after. He said that because obviously he's doing a lot of work with um, concussion, and they should have used a concussion rule there because Baldock he didn't look right at all when he came back on again, and literally ten minutes no. later he went back off again. And it, it, I mean these are play these are players' lives we're dealing with as well. So if he carried on playing, he could have uh, easily hurt himself as well.
0: I remember in one of the the games in the their international break, um, there was a player who had some headwear on, protective gear, yeah. and his teammates are calling him Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't really laugh about that. <laughs> but um, but it is is funny. Um do you think something like that could be brought in for all the players? I mean, I know that's an extreme measure, but we've got shin pads. I mean, I know they're the, the size of a postage stamp for most of the players, but I would have thought your head is a bit more important than your shin. Yeah. Especially as your shin is a regenerative bone. <laughs> your brain isn't going to grow back, is it? No, no.
2: And it, it, I know, obviously, in rugby league, a lot of players wear head guards uh, to protect themselves, but yeah, it's just, just a very strange incident. And mm. I do wonder if, if Tyler's reaction probably helps Bulldog not get a card mm. because I'm still unsure where the concussion has come from, really. I don't know if, if it's where way Tyler's fallen into him or, or what. And if he has got concussion, why has he not gone off straight away? Why is he being allowed to come back onto the pitch? Yeah. After, then he got subbed <laughs> off five minutes later. Surely there's got to be these protocols in place where if, if, if he needs a head test, he's off the pitch straight away and that's his afternoon done.
0: Yeah, and when you look at finding jack charlton which i presume that mm. a lot of lot of uh listeners and and you yeah. both have have seen as well then you, it's not really you know when you talk about protect, protective headgear you think oh that's that looks stupid you know i don't yeah. want to look a fool kind of thing oh i'm a hard guy you know yeah. jack charlton was one of the hardest people that you you'll ever you'll ever meet or that, that could ever exist mm. <laughs> and um it's just tragic what happened to him but here we are again with VAR, why have they not looked at it? Do we have any answers? I think for me, I think, just going back to stats, what happened with
1: his head, what happened was his actually head, his, when he went into Roberts, mm. his head went, went back onto the oh, grass. That okay. yeah. like, got sort of like whiplash. But but
0: he pointed at his forehead, didn't he? And then yeah. afterwards, Bottom said that he'd be need. Uh, mm. But if you Tyler. look at the
1: slow motion, there's no... Contact from Tyler's knee at all. Oh. I think when Howie went over as well, he was trying to avoid to do that anyway. Mm. But I think going back to your point why it was carried on from, and that didn't do anything about it, because I, I think the ref didn't see anything any anyway. And we we're, we were in a position where it wasn't any sort of advantage because when it's in midfield, Var doesn't really seem to do a lot. It's always when it's in the penalty area, mm. which isn't right, really. I just I just think that. That could have been a lot more nasty than yeah. it, what happened, and the yeah. fact that, that there was we had tools there to prevent it not happening or Baldock getting a, a card, the concussion, they're going back to the concussion rule, something should have been done there as well. I think, I think the, the ref and the players are lucky. I mean, we're not, we, we haven't heard anything more about what's happened to Baldock, though, have we? No.
0: that's do you know why VAR didn't look at it? Is well, I asked
2: on, on Twitter that Joe Bedford, who's absolutely brilliant with all the referees, they said that Jared Gillette did look at it and it was just no error. So, yeah, just a very strange one, I think. Oh, yeah. No. And yeah.
0: He's, he's probably the best we've got, to be fair. Yeah,
2: he's, he's a brilliant ref as well. Uh, and I think that, yeah, just, just. Error. I think I can't, I can't understand. It's not even a yellow card. And just so on the VAR thing, I know mm. it wasn't from the Leeds game, but West Brom scored the fifth goal at Chelsea yesterday. I think it was Robinson that scored it. He's mm. pointing where he wants the ball. He's done exactly the same thing that Patrick Bamford did against Crystal Palace yeah. back in November. God, is allowed. This one's allowed to stand. Look, I know the game ended five two. It wouldn't mattered, But VAR needs to have some consistency. Where and were at the moment lines? This, yeah, exactly, and this is what's driving supporters crazy. Yeah, the there is no consistency in the way VR is being used at the moment, and that incident on Bulldog is, is very bizarre, and very harsh.
0: There were such conf- I had such, such conflicting feelings watching that West Brom Chelsea game. Chelsea, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I love to see Chelsea get thumped. Love it. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. But watching Sam Allardyce <laughs> fist pump. In celebration of those goals. He especially loved that long ball one. He did. It was just something. I I felt so guilty, like (laughs) celebrating that goal. It's just like, oh, no, no. I'm celebrating with Big Sam. (laughs) This is wrong.
2: They won't stay up. They shouldn't stay up. They've still got a long, long way to go. Mm. I know a lot depends on Newcastle and Fulham. Newcastle have got Tottenham this weekend, Fulham have got Villa. So, yeah, the main thing is we're away, way, 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 way from that. Yeah. And we can just enjoy the next eight games till, till we play West Brom last end of the season.
0: Okay, so we scored. Uh, that was good. I liked it. Um, Rafinha got the ball, cut inside. Uh, it, it actually started a little bit before that, I think. Did Dallas win it back? Yeah. yeah, Dallas won it back. He played it to Roberts. Robert played. Roberts played in Rafinha. Rafinha did what Rafinha does, um, put it on a play for Harrison, and then he sort of slow mode and didn't had this like no reaction. Look at the camera <laughs> that you see some of these freestylers do. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, that was good. Liked that. Then afterwards, wasn't so impressive. How was the rest of that first half, Barney?
1: It was just like I said before; it was very scrappy. Mm. Was patches in the first half where we were playing some really good football, yeah. And in the final third, it just seemed to break up again. Yeah. And I think that Sheffield United started to sort of match us a little bit in midfield, in areas. Mm. Um, It was just very frustrating because when that goal went in, I thought. Sheffield United were going to capitulate straight away because they seemed. I've noticed that with them when they when they concede first, that's it. The they they the heads go down. and I thought, right, this is it. We're gonna we going to score a few here, but I don't know. We just seem to lack a few ideas or where where we wanting to pass. We were caught in two minds where we wanted to pass, and then that's when the uh, the. The, uh, the, the move broke down. And there were certain players in the first half who were just getting really, really frustrated. I mean, Alioski again, was really frustrated with his decision-making. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it felt like they it was difficult to get the flow. Yeah, Like, they'd, they'd had a bit of a holiday. Not, of course, they didn't really have a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, I'd be in a coma if I tried to do uh, one of these... Um, <laughs> (laughs) Be also training sessions. Yeah, I think I would be. Especially after not uh keeping fit all the way through lockdown. Um, Phillips was somebody who caught my eye early. Um snuck in really well. He looked really sharp and on it. Um, coming back from international duty and playing more minutes than any other uh England player. Thank you, Stats, Mm. for um <laughs> Those kind of tidbits that make me look a lot better. Um, <laughs> snuck in, um, keeper was uh, out of position and he's put in a lovely shot. Uh, and we would have celebrated that goal, wouldn't we? um yeah. uh, seems like the uh, playing eight uh, for England, essentially, has gone through his head a bit because then he had a shot after a corner and it's gone... <laughs> not very close to the goal. Um, Stats, how did you uh, find Phillips?
2: I think he's played a lot of football, hasn't he, in the last week or so, obviously with the England games. I know, Looking playing against San Marino and Albania. You can probably put those three against San Marino and Albania. I think we'll still probably win the games. But look, he's had a great season for McAlvin. He should touch wood, go to, go to the Euros in the summer. I thought he had a fine game yesterday. He does what is asked of him. He does it, uh, without any, uh, real issues. I think when you play, the team that the bottom so of the league that have got very little to play for sometimes you do drop to their level a little bit. And I don't know if it was just a little bit of that that took the lead. Everyone in and around the ground expected else oh, is going to be four, five, or six. Yeah, it wasn't the case. Jeff and Knight came back into the game, obviously, they equalized. Uh, but yeah, as for Calvin, yeah, another eight out of ten for me. Uh, definitely was the best player on the pitch, but we'll come to that a bit later. But yeah solid if not on spectacular and and did what was asked of him and it'll be a very interesting game against manchester city next week uh, when he comes up against possibly the likes of uh, kevin de bruyne which <laughs> will be uh, fun to watch
1: it, within the first 10 minutes he, he was in on it straight away he was like a little terrier everyone's feet all the time and his fitness level since we've improved a hell of a lot as well, and his pace as well since we've improved. Mm. And yet, and in the game against Sheffield um, United, he was just, he was everywhere on the pitch, mm. everywhere. I mean, there was one time, there was one place where he was actually on the wing at once, and I was like, "What's, yeah. what's he doing? What's he doing?" <laughs> he was just, <laughs> I was like, "You're gonna get a bit dizzy there." But he, <laughs> he, he, looked like he wanted to score yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, so yeah, just speaking about what what you were talking about, Stats, um, going down to their level. Yeah. I did feel like we got drawn into that a little bit, like a little bit to like mirroring their energy levels. And don't get me wrong, I thought it was a good performance in general, especially coming off the back of an international break. Um, Probably a pumped up Sheffield United. Like you said, they've got nothing to lose and hacking bottom would have really wanted to this would have been the game that he would have looked at yes. and thought, "Okay, we can get something from here, and I want to get something from here." So he would have had them fired up. Um, in the end, we probably should have won by four or five, but it was just that lack of clinical finishing mm. um, and and a little bit of a lack of creativity and imagination in the final third. I would say, yeah, I I actually really want to see Pablo come on in the second half. Yeah. Thought he could have um done something I think he's been a little bit underutilized this season and mm-hmm. but you never know what he's like in training and so on um okay mm-hmm. commentary then it was a little bit better um, it was very
1: good very Peter good
0: jury mm-hmm. Ali McCoist so come watch this is what we're calling this segment <laughs> doesn't feel right somehow but um <laughs> Barney
1: yeah, it was just, it, it. what was good about it, it wasn't trying to, like McCoy, he wasn't trying to be someone that talks about stats and this is where they should be doing this and there shouldn't be changing. No offence, stats. <laughs> Not <taken. laughs> Not taking. <laughs> it, it was just like, it felt like a fan was watching it. Like, oh, this is really good. I've noticed the change positions there. I've noticed it. There's one very funny moment where um, Alioski was on the floor on all fours with the ball. And the Sheffield Sheffield United player was trying to get the ball. (laughs) But McCoy said, oh, this could be a little bit offensive here. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was brilliant. And when they they started talking about the European... um, Cup as well when the Rangers mm. played and um was it McAllister scored? Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and McCoy said, I'll let you into a little secret. I should have been marking him then. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. So it was just like the, the banter with each other as well. It was very good, very good. It was it was enjoyable to listen to it for yeah. once.
0: Stats come much.
2: Fantastic. I've got a lot of time for Peter Drury. Uh, I grew up listening to Peter on Radio Leeds with, with Bryn, uh, way back in the early nineties terrific commentator, comes out with some wonderful lines. Uh, obviously, we're recording this 20 years to the day that we beat Deportivo with Alan Rhodes and Peter was a commentator for ITV that day and he came up with a great line that when Rio Ferdinand scored the third goal, Leeds on top of the world, they deserve no more, no less. They're looking at Champions League semi-final and he's just got this ability, Peter, to come up with some brilliant lines at the right time mm. and yeah, one of my favourite commentators and Alan McCoy, a lot's been said about Ali, one of the best Pundits around, and I do wonder if
0: he's a secret lead. So what <laughs> I think he's got a little soft spot for us, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think a lot of the Scottish guys do it just because in the 70s we had so many great Scottish players, yes. yeah. Um, that Deportivo game is yes. the best time I've ever had at Ellen Road, uh, yeah. the best performance I've ever seen. Um, yeah. That Ferdinand goal, when that went in and and he did this, it was just, it was insane. And I know what happened afterwards with Rio, but that team was something else, really. Okay, uh, ref watch then. (laughs) This is normally where I drop the (laughs) 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 C-bomb.
2: Yeah. Apart from the Baldock incident, I don't think he did much wrong, did the referee. Mm. but I didn't really notice him on the yeah. pitch that much. It's just that when he got that decision right, he'd probably got a higher mark than me, but I think because of that, mm-hmm. that was the one big incident, again, there were no really penalty calls or anything like that. Probably give the ref a six yeah. out of ten, which might be a bit generous, but he would have got probably a seven uh, had he got the ball decision right and what have you, and there you go. But yeah, it was, wasn't really a niggly game or anything like that, it was just that one big incident that he missed, unfortunately.
0: I don't even know his name, uh, but he looks like, you know, he reminds me of someone who's, who, he's, he's like a PE teacher, but he does geography part-time as well.
1: I know that one, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: I believe it was Graham Scott, am I right there?
0: <laughs> Could be, yeah. Sort of, Graham Dots, the snooker player, isn't he? So yeah, he is. That can't is be it.
1: Um, Barney Refwatch? Other than the Baldock incident, he didn't really have to do a lot else, was it? I mean, consider it as a Yorkshire derby. It wasn't like a feisty Yorkshire derby one bit. So other than that, he let the game flow. There wasn't any sort of silly fouls he was giving. The players were just playing. They were just playing really. So other than that, it was all right. I mean, some of the dickheads we've had this season. (laughs) To be honest, I didn't even watch the ref. To be honest, because he just let the let the game flow.
0: Yeah. He, he, he annoyed me in his absence at times because, do you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing worse than a referee who's trigger happy with his whistle mm. and his cards. And he, and he you know, he wants to make it all about him, a la Mike Dean or whatever. Um, but there's the other way as well. There's the opposite of that. And he was a little bit absent at times, like a bit maybe scared to make a decision. Or, yeah. um, Yeah. So I just felt, like maybe he could have stepped in a little bit more, but I agree that the, there was not really much to, no. to be done about uh, with this game. And I think it would have been completely different if the fans had been there. Um, yes. <clears throat> okay, magic moment. You're going to laugh at this.
2: There was an incident in the first half when Leeds United got a throw-in towards the south end of the ground. And I think the camera picks up on Luke Ayling and I think Elise players wanting the ball and Ailey can just hear him go, I'm not that strong enough, mate. And I think <laughs> it just made everybody laugh. And I just picked up on it. Uh, when it happened, and I just yeah, just one of those little incidents that yeah. just probably stands out in, in the game yesterday for me. It was quite funny. And I think it was picked up by the uh, the hands cameras.
0: Speaking of when fans come back, that, yes. that'll be that'll be something that we'll completely miss. Mm-hmm. Yes. Being able yeah. to uh, Hear the players, okay? Yes. Barney. Magic
1: moment. Magic moment. There was a little, uh, little play with um, Dallas and two other players. I can't remember, but Dallas uh, managed to like sort of do a Cruyff turn past the Sheffield United player, Um, but the Sheffield United player tripped him up. And I just thought that was a bit, a bit classy there. What, are you, what are you trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? Like a dog using
0: a knife and fork. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A Leeds lad doing all those um, fancy <laughs> t- fancy tricks. Yeah. You think you <laughs>
0: um, that was a great little passing move before that the happened pass. as well. And yeah. yeah. I felt that was mm. one of those times where I thought, oh, he, he could give a yellow card for that. I know he's done it for skill and that's probably why he won't, mm. but not even a talking to you, ref, come on. Mm. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Magic moment for me was... Was Rafinha uh, yeah. that that was kind of like his one magic moment? He made a lot of passing errors, or a lot. Maybe that's too harsh. He he misplaced quite a few passes, and I've been very critical of Tyler Roberts for doing that in previous games. So I have to criticize Rafinha as well. Uh, I saw him, somebody posted like you know that meme where it's like some some guy yelling at at someone, "Oh fuck off, you idiot," or whatever. And it's like, that's when we criticise Alioski, when he misplaces yes. a pass. And then, and then it's the, that chef, that angry chef. What's he called? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, that's it. Um, hugging a little kid like, oh, you're all right, gorgeous. And that's <laughs> us when, you know, Rafinha has a bad game or Phillips or whatever. So. But that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like yeah. Raf, um did what he needed to do he yeah. conjured up that magic at the perfect time uh just when we needed it and um what was the second goal oh Jagielka yeah, and yeah I felt yeah, bad yeah, for gone. that I felt bad for that because um I didn't realize until after the everything went down with the the official Leeds twitter account yeah um so yeah his his brother's died
2: yeah, mm. St- Stephen, is only 43, he, he played in the lower leagues quite, he actually had a spell at Sheffield United, I think he was well known for playing at Shrewsbury, and I think he passed away the other week, and yeah, very, very sad times, and it, it's also very sad that you may have both seen the Oval Town captain, Lee Collins, mm. who was 32 years old, tragically passed away on Wednesday, and it's, wow, just, yeah, that, I saw that on social media, and I thought, geez, that's, very, very sad very somber. And do you know what? Do Fair play kn- to Phil Jagielka.
0: Do we know what happened? Uh, no, nothing.
2: No, and I'm, I'm, I'm not one that's going to speculate or anything like that. 32 is so
0: young. Yeah. Too young. And he was,
2: and he was playing,
0: wasn't he? He was playing up until yeah, six, six months ago.
2: Yeah. He was on the bench for Yeovil against Stockport in a game that was actually on BT the other week. Just very tragic. And, and, and same with Jagielka. That fair play to him to keep going and keep playing. Uh, uh, because to have a death in the family must be, especially at 43 years old, must be horrific. Mm. But, yeah, uh, felt a bit sorry for him. Uh, he did score a screamer against Leeds in, in 2002 in the Wellington Cup. And obviously now he's gone full circle. And do you know what? He's been a loyal servant to the game since Phil Jagielka. He had a tremendous career first time out. At Sheffield United, he came to the youth system uh, as a kid with his brother and obviously went off to Everton before it turned into Sheffield United. So. I don't
0: think he can feel too bad about it because that was just an incredible ball from Harrison. Yeah, it was, yeah. Great
2: ball, yeah. great ball, and
0: yeah. Annoying for me because I'd captained Rafinha in my FPL typical, team this week.
2: Typical, <laughs> typical, typical. But yeah, do you know what? Just to, just to sort of finish off on the match, I thought Leeds deserved the win. Mm. It was scrappy at times but they're on 42 points. That's fantastic to get to, to this stage after 30 games. You've got eight games to go and uh, I know we'll, we'll do the Manchester City review uh, later in the week, but we can go into these next three games against City Liverpool and that team from the Penhines. Uh Looking forward to the games and hopefully all uh, a few problems.
0: Okay. And uh, unusually, we're recording this the day after. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. match of the day. And I've got a bit of a, be in my bonnet about this because they okay the positives first <laughs> and which something we should mention anyway. Um so they 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 did give special mention to um Chris and Kevin. Kev. Yeah and yeah. um and also Peter Lorimer so that was good. Um but then they showed four or five replays, six replays of the Bulldog Challenge, and mm. they never even mentioned that he should have got a card. <laughs> How many times do you need to see it before you say it? Like, oh, Watch it again and watch it again and talk about concussion. Okay, mm. concussion's a big thing, but it yeah. should have been a yellow card at least. Mm. Do you know what, Donny? I haven't
2: watched much of the day all season. I know mm. we're back in the Premier League and all that. The thing is, you see all the games, goals, 50, times. Yeah. Don't watch it, and
0: it's
2: yeah, everyone's got a different way of looking at it. Should they have mentioned the red card? Yes, they probably should have done. Uh, should have been a possible red card for George Baldock? Yes, it should. But as I said, I've not watch match of the day, and even though we're back in it, because of the way the, the games are, they're all truncated and they're all the kickoff times, and every game's on TV. Yeah. For me, and I know everyone's different, there's no reason to watch match of the day. Look, I grew up with Match of the Day and I loved it. And it's something I want to talk about later on down on the line in podcasts, that Match of the Day, they're just growing up as a kid, you'd have the three main games and you'd have highlights of all the other games. But because all the games are on TV, that's gone by the wayside mm. at the moment. And I remember having a chat with one of the producers of Match of the Day in the summer and he said, they like the old school ideas, but because every game's on TV, it's very difficult to get away with it. And there's so many replays now that things can
1: kind of be done to death in a way. I think for me is that I, I watched it again yesterday yeah but it, it, I mean, it must be hard for the editor to edit the game the 90 minute game into a space of a, a five 10 minute game highlights but sometimes they don't show the main highlights of the game yeah. there was one game when we were right we were the last game in the on the night. I can't remember who it was, but there was certain, we were played really well back in that yeah. game as well and we won the game. Yeah. But they the just all they talked about at the end was that the, the opposition never talked about how Leeds played. The Chelsea it was, edit like,
0: was particularly bad as well.
1: Yeah, that that was the one actually. Yeah, the the nil nil draw. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it was all very much how Chelsea should have scored here. Chelsea should have scored that. Mm. There was nothing about how well we played in that game, which was, I think, you need to be a little bit. You need to have both hands in the pie, you, to understand. Which who who played well in that
0: game? So, mm. well, that's I a... managed to get a copy of the match of the day magazine, mm-hmm. and I've flicked through it right for this month, and it's just mm. Arsenal, Chelsea, yeah, Spurs,
2: mm. yeah, scum, yeah,
0: Liverpool, and Man City, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Big six. Mm. <laughs> I and, uh... mean. They're not even the big six anymore. That's the big stuff. I
2: know.
0: Arsenal Arsenal are one place above us. I know. Ridiculous. It's what it is. It's what it is. So that was my gripe. Anyway, so man of the match then.
2: Oh, two for me. And I'm going to go for the Leeds-born, Stuart Dallas.
0: I thought you were going to say the Leeds-born, Diego (laughs) Llorente. I nearly
2: did. I nearly did. I nearly did that. Stuart Dallas. Nine and nine, nine ten everywhere. Yeah. Just so versatile. I'm just waiting, Donny, for the day that uh, Meslier gets sent off or gets injured, and we've <laughs> used all three subs. And Dallas ends up going goal. he's <laughs> that kind of player. Will play anywhere for us.
0: Yep. Um, almost the uh, Paul Maidley.
2: Yes, mm. he was versatile, from Leeds yes. as well. Yes, very much it was indeed the real Leeds.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so much in common. Um, yes. Okay, Barney, man of the match yeah Dallas again,
1: I just thought it was absolutely fantastic again. he's just so consistent the way he plays mm. and he's, he's sometimes one of the players that keeps driving forward all the time, gets the, gets the, just gets the ball and just drives and drives and drives and never gives up absolutely fantastic. and the way he's playing in midfield at the moment with Phillips is brilliant and th- they seem to have what happened yesterday in the game was that Phillips was playing more, in more of an advanced role for a bit. And Dallas drops back, and they seem to like complement each other. So they're playing really well together. I think that it's a good partnership they've got going there.
0: Okay, um, we've had two votes for Dallas now, and <laughs> <laughs> therefore I'm going to have to pick somebody different for mine. Um, so I'm I'm going to say Lorente. Um, he's come under a bit of stick. I think for the amount of money we paid for the expectations that we had when he he came in, um, he was injured twice. <laughs> Uh, he was uh, catcalled by uh, in the only in the only game uh, that, that fans were uh, allowed to go in this season. Yeah,
2: Chelsea. Um, yeah,
0: only Leeds game, which again I thought was a a little bit of an unfair playing field. But never mind. Um, he's he's come back. He's played himself into form. He's he's looking like a quality player. I thought he was one of the best players on the pitch from both teams yesterday didn't really miss a, miss a beat he didn't do that much wrong uh out of possession he was positionally aware very good very strong blocking sending people the wrong way and man marking in possession he looks a threat he, he he's actually interest interested in in going forward and yeah I know Sheffield United were uh, famous for their overlapping fullbacks but um <laughs> centre-backs sorry um but uh, it was lorente who was mm. making those dynamic runs into the opposition half and and i just think that we've got a player there i really do um yeah. special mention as well to to cooper who who gets stick all the time and and i thought straug was unlucky to lose his place because he he played so well mm. um but he at the end of the day cooper's our club captain he is and he has a, you know if if marcella says He's impressed in training. Then I'm. I'm gonna always agree with with Marcelo and defer yes. to his judgment. Yeah. He definitely knows a lot more about it than I do. He does. And I thought he played well.
2: He did. He did. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So is that it then? Um,
2: yes. All just, good.
0: Just enough yeah. time for some final thoughts.
2: Yeah. Uh, the last thought from me is, and I tweeted this after. Well, well when the substitution happened, first time all season, Robin Cott, Diego Llorente. Rafinha, Rodrigo. Even though I was only for three minutes, I've all been on the pitch at the same time. That's absolutely amazing. for we the 30, 30th league game of the season, third second game overall, including the whole City and the Crowley games. That's incredible, isn't it? Mm. For you've waited nearly eight months yet for signings on the pitch at the same time. So, and it's nice to have the option to have a fully fit squad coming into the run into the business end of the season.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking actually towards the mm. end of that game. Is wow, we're looking really good. We're looking fit. We're looking on it. Yeah. You know, we've got almost the entire squad. But even even Adam Forshaw, whisper it and touch all the wood that you've got, <laughs> is uh, back in training. Um, Barney? I think final thoughts for
1: me is that we can actually... I mean, for us, we've been enjoying it for the last few games, but people are always wanting to get to that magic 40-point mark and say, right, we're safe now. But I think the final eight games, we can actually... Really enjoy the games now. Not thinking we're going to get relegated or sucked into a relegation battle. I think the next three games are going to be really interesting. I think, I think we will get some results. I think against Man City is going to be a different different game to when we yeah. play, when they played us at home. Um, but in the in the uh, post match interview with Bielsa, he, even he he was saying by what he was saying, it feels like he wants more out of this team, and he he's not settled. He's not settling for tenth. He wants to. Yeah, he done. says that we've got twenty-four points left to go. So I think he wants more out of this team. So I, we, we could. We, we've been all. We've been waiting for this run, haven't we, for quite a while in this league, and possibly
0: we could go on a bit of a run. He's the kind of guy who doesn't uh, rest. Mm. When we're three or four nil up, he's yelling at the players, and he always he always seems to want more. Mm, um, yes. Okay, quickly then. Man City, Liverpool, Manchester United, Brighton, Spurs. They're the ne- That's the next five games. How many points? I'm going to put you both on the spot. How many points are we getting out of that? Seven. Okay.
1: I think we'll win at least three of them. Woof!
0: Who are we I, beating?
1: Who are we beating, fans? I, th- I think we'll beat Brighton. Yep. Um... I think we will beat scum. I think we will do Oh, I I think I think we've got a a point to prove, and I think Man United sort of showed us up a little bit in that game, and I don't think Mm. the other would have enjoyed that game at all. So I think we'll beat them, and possibly Liverpool as well because they're not the team that we when we first played at the start of the season as well.
0: What about City?
1: I <laughs> for me, I, I don't want to say it's a free hit, yeah. but I think that is going to be such an enjoyable game to watch because mm. Man City are absolutely phenomenal now since we yeah. played them. Yeah. And I, I but the thing is so Pep will be scared of playing us as well. Because yeah. they're they're playing in between the Champions League games as well. Right. Aren't yeah. They? Yeah. And he yeah. says and he, he said actually that... said, Yeah, yeah, he said as well, didn't he? He says, This is the wrong time to play Leeds United.
0: Mm. This is the worst team to play he said yeah. in between those two champions league and that's some compliment that is mm, yes. and um things had opened up here a little bit for that first game and I went to the pub um in my uh square ball campiones t-shirt mm. <laughs> uh, which says Leeds about 50 times all over it and uh, I got asked um oh mate who do you support then um <laughs> Quite a number of times, so thanks for that, square ball. <laughs> good stuff. But that that game felt like okay. I mean, yeah. I know the Liverpool game was good, but when we when we went toe to toe with City, I thought mm. yeah, it's different different level. Okay, oh, uh, if you've enjoyed this uh, match review, um, you can find us on Twitter at Peacock's Raw or on YouTube. If you're not watching us already, hello. <laughs> um the roaring peacock Lufc fan channel um nice branding yeah if you've got any help with uh any suggestions for marketing or <laughs> you can get in touch with us the roaring peacock at gmail.com we've also got a website and a blog which um I'm very stretched for time to put actually put anything on there but if you want to have a, a look we've we even had uh, rob Bagji um contribute a little piece on peter lorimer which was fantastic as well as uh matthew groger who is our normal contributor okay uh, my name's adonis and you know me as at the Adelites on twitter and it's a very goodbye from me and joining us today was stats at LUFC stats goodbye from me and barney at barney underscore 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 21 come on Leeds! come on <laughs> come on Leeds! into him fuck him <laughs> most of our stats come from LUFC stats or LEFC data on Twitter a very special thanks to Barney Stewart Cook Ewan and Howard Metcalf Josh Pearson Laura Leon and Rob Light Show and all our family and friends so many
1: games to play don't care what's on your mind I should have said no but I didn't think that you'd mind